Hey, welcome back. It's been a while. This is Beyond Reality Paranormal Talk Radio. Today's topic and the concept is the word and meaning. Today we have, of course, psychic Lori Johnson that's known for Ghosts of Shepherd Town and um, pretty well respected uh, around the paranormal field. And so we asked Lori to come on and we have her in studio. Welcome aboard. Uh, Lori, one more time here. Thanks for coming on the show. Always. I mean, you know I love you. Yeah, you rock. You're awesome. Always had good vibes from you. Um, really enjoy, you know, your conversations and and what we do on the show. So, and you're you've always been a good fit. So, um, yeah, it's a pleasure always to have you back. I don't want to. Well, oh, thank you. Because if well, I talk to them, they... I don't understand what they're saying. So, really worried about you guys freaked out. What was that? Well, I don't know what that was, but everyone that is listening in on the show, everyone that's actually in in queue needs to put their phone on mute. Correct. All right. So um, today's topic um, is a topic I want to talk briefly a little bit and get your feedback, Lori, on it. It's premonition. Um, Okay. And you're not going to believe this. You're going to say I'm certifiably nuts, and that's okay. A lot of people think I'm certified nuts, all right? That's fine. I don't mind that. Well, but... I, I'm, I'm sorry. Evan, I don't think you're nuts, honey, because I'm, I'm, I'm one of those nuts that are on that tree with you. <laughs> I see dead people. people. <laughs> I'm a nut. <laughs> right? So, all right. So of course, as everybody well knows, we like to, you know, we like to travel, and I like to have fun, and so I go back and forth to Vegas on, you know, just like my fifth time this year. Uh, last year and this year. Um, so this we're planning on leaving again here next week, and I was thinking about taking a Grand Canyon helicopter tour. And something, you know, for like four days, I was just harping on the safety of the helicopters. You know, how safe are they? I'm talking about maintenance. I'm talking about, you know, what are the risks involved in going up in these private tours? Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. And I'm not kidding. You can you can search this. Um, just three days after I started talking about this very topic, a helicopter from the Grand Canyon Tours crashed. In fact, that came out by the um, who was this? I put it out. Oh, it was the uh, Vegas Post on February 12th, and it reads: Medical teams fight to save four survivors of deadly Grand Canyon helicopter fireball crash. And uh, it goes on to say that the pilot of the Grand Canyon tour helicopter and three British passengers were under intensive medical care Monday for burns and other injuries two days after the chopper plunged into the jagged rocks during a sightseeing flight. Three others also from Britain were killed in the Saturday crash. Mm. Now, this happened about 5.20 p.m. I got through talking about it around... I guess it was about 9 o'clock that night, 9.30 that night, the prior night before this, and then this happens. Um, is that considered a premonition? Is it ESP? Is it just a chance thing? Well, um, from when you were talking, Evan, I actually had gotten 
it's a past life that was almost like a deja vu feeling to you, like something was basically trying to warn you. So when, when you started getting in more detail of wanting to read it, it was almost like you were bringing your past life into your now. So your past life is basically behind you. And, and now is in front of you. And it was a warning. It's a warning of what could have happened or will happen or has happened. So it's, it could be a premonition. It can also be um, a precognition. So, I mean, with that, with so much detail as far as you living it, it would have been a premonition to the point of warning you before it happened and then it happened. A precog means to me as far as it's warning you before it happens. So... I, I believe that your your angels, your guardians, your loved ones, they were warning you of, of this, what was going to happen, but it was also the, it sounds weird, I just got to tell you what comes forward with, with when you're asking questions, but it was an electric field between your, the back of where your uh, crown is. There, I see a light that goes all the way through your crown, out your mouth, and, and it was basically telling you, and, and a, a, a premonition uh, sight, you know, a video telling you this is going to happen or it could happen. Yeah, and, and freaky. I, I mean, it's just freaky to think about it. I mean, um, and, you know, I didn't know what to think about it. When I heard it, I was like, oh, my God. You know, I'm going to say that I'm not going to go on it now. I mean, I've been warned. I'm done. I'm not going to go on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, my wife has had a similar experience where one, one morning, she got up. She's going to write her uh, almost like a, a will that she, she intended on writing a letter, saying, "Hey, um, this and this so and so happened, and this is my insurance. You can find my information here." And her whole thing was that she had seen her getting into a, a, a crash with a semi truck. And but she told me before she left in the morning. So what I did is I made her change her uh, driving route completely. So she went a whole different direction. Um, I mean, it's just weird. And and these kinds of uh, incidents happen, you know, all the time. Um, look at the, you know, famous case, Lori, the Titanic. Uh-huh. Where people had a foreboding uh, experience that just didn't uh, feel comfortable. There was one man that absolutely canceled, and he said that he didn't feel right about going on the tour. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, on its maiden voyage, he just didn't go. Um, and he was one of the survivors. He, did, he didn't go. Um, and look what happened with the Titanic. It sank on its maiden voyage. Um, you know, so there's been people throughout history that have had these, uh, I guess, premonitions. Um, yeah, but in a way, but in a way with that, with the the, uh, the Titanic, to me, that could be also, uh, it depends on who he was and what kind of a work that he was doing or who he, you know, what type of uh, person he was in, in, in the working field. To me, and, and watching the show and also, you know, the scientific side of listening to the story in real life about what happened, that can all, we can also take that as an ESP to the point of the the uh, ship's captain and the the mechanic that was working on the ship. He had a fear. Could we have also taken that as a, a warning from an ESP? Because ESP, I mean, you know, it, it it's like energy. It's the same thing as what I do. I read energy. Is it considered to be ESP? It could be. But what uh, you know, I mean, I'm so in detail to the point of. 
you have done something this morning, you hurt yourself you, during the day you're living it, and then you forget about it, and then you say, hey, Lori, I'm having an issue going on, and I don't understand what's going on, you know. So I, I look and I read your energy. I read the energy in, the, in your past, and I don't care if it was 10 years ago. And I see that you had busted something going on with your shin, the lower part of your shin. And I say, well, you, you've got a little bit of arthritis and, and something happened to your shin. Could we consider this to be an ESP as far as reading your memory? You know, I always call it reading your Pandora box. Or could we do, you know, from it, scientific learning from gifts, period. I'm just going to say spiritual gifts on the scientific is so limited. It's, it's bogus to me with the science. Because to me... Tell me why I have so many, or how many people that are out there have so many gifts, but yet they limit it on, oh, well, you've had head injury, you're dying, or you're sick, or maybe it's because your subconscious part of your brain is is uh, electrified somehow within the currents of the, it's yada, yada, yada with the crap with, with the scientific stuff, so... When somebody talks about someone, I don't need to see or hear a picture or, or know what their names are or what they look like. I'll tell you what they look like. Now, would we consider that as a memory from you as an ESP? Is it a, a you know, I, I never want to uh, limit my, my gifts because to me, limiting is a lot of people are afraid of beyond of what their eyes can see, if that makes sense to you. And with your wife, the wife, when you were talking about your wife, uh, what had happened with her premonition, I actually seen a uh, tall, uh, thin woman that looks almost like your wife who had died years ago that actually walked in her and was telling her to be careful because this is what's going to happen. Yeah, I think, you know, like I've had two. Um, where I know for sure, for sure, that it was a moment that was absolutely um, shown to me. And I think my, my best friend from that, it was, this has been 30 years ago. And um, I had a moment where I was laying in the back, so kind of in a meditative state. You know, when I don't know if y'all do this, but when your arms are floating and you're kind of relaxing. And I saw my first love in a casket, and I sat straight up, I mean, straight up in that bed, and I actually, because of that moment, I wrote a seven-page letter to, I wrote a seven-page letter to um, to him, and I was going to give it to him, and my roommate said, you know what, maybe not, this is, you know, you really don't want to show all your stuff. You don't want to give it all out. You don't want to throw it all out there. And so two weeks later, he was killed in a car wreck. And, and the first thing she said to me is, I'm sorry. And I said, don't ever, no, no, no. Don't feel sorry. I mean, we didn't know, except that I had seen it. And so that was that was number one. I knew. Okay, so, I knew that okay. I knew. Kelly, this is what I try to teach my students because I'm also a mentor as well for people to understand their own gifts. And what I see, I see what you are denying. So basically it's what I do. But with you being able, you know, a lot of people don't understand that our fears, would you consider that being precognition or a premonition? I would call it with, with your friend would be a precog to me, acquiring the knowledge before it happens. And then 
with the death, you know, it, to me, even today's society with what's going on with this world, we can actually, I teach my students, use a paper and pencil. Pencil has got more energy because it's created with a uh, tree. So it's close to the mother's earth. And, and you write, you, you rewrite the story. Do I believe in that? Yeah, I've done it before. Could we have said it now to what other uh, gifted people go had gone through? We can actually learn from what they've gone through, but change the outcome of it because they were limited. Oh, my God, I saw my dad. He was in a car accident. And then today's society, I've had so many premonitions and, and precogs to the point where, you know what, I'm not going to let it happen like this. So I write down what has, came to me, and then I turned around and turned that paper over and rewrote it for a better outcome. No one's hurt. And it, it actually has happened. Now, do we have, I, I don't know what to say, I don't know if it was strength or, or the energy of being able to change a situation just like we do a thought. Can we change the energy of something happening just like we do a thought? I mean, the things that we go through, is, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's beyond science to me. It's beyond. Yeah, and I think if, I, if possibly I would have tuned into that and actually realized that what I felt was the real thing, the night mm-hmm. that I was supposed to go on, on um, I was supposed to go with him to a bar, or not, it wasn't a bar, it was a, it was a, Mexican, not Mexican, it was a, um, the oyster bar. And if mm-hmm. I would have gone with him on that, if I would have gone with him, that would not have happened. So possibly, had I remembered what I had felt, maybe I would yeah, have but, gone. But I didn't, yeah, but, you know, I didn't take it. Maybe yeah, but you're, yeah, but you're, the thing, but listen, honey, the thing is, is that you're, 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 you're taking fault. You're, you're taking the responsibility of the issue that's at hand. We don't know, and there is a God, there is Christ out there in our world. That's who created us, and that's, that this world was not just created by one, in, in my belief, and nobody needs to agree with me. I'm just telling you my opinion. And, you know, with you, we don't know, or, or how about your friend, the male friend, because I can see him, he's standing right beside you, beside, on my uh, left, your right side. And how do we know it wasn't his time and her, your friend, because she's your friend, not his, she has a premonition to warn you because you are stubborn like I am. We don't accept what sometimes we see or hear, so we're, we're hard-headed. In a way, her telling you, it actually warned you. So you didn't die because it wasn't your time. Do you understand that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do so stop taking okay. So stop taking responsibility for this situation. If if you were with him, it would have never happened. That's not true. That is not true. Because one way or another, it's going to find you. If you're if it's your time, it's your time. We don't know what yeah. uh, you know the deal of why people die so young. But do I believe in reincarnation? Absolutely. I see it. I've seen it. I've seen Watkins. Watkins is a, a person that's getting ready to die or somebody is giving up or somebody is... And I, I've seen an energy person, a, a soul, walk in that person and give them strength again. Does it make them be that person? No. But it does give them the energy and the, and the positive 
uh, of wanting to live and, and find uh, their way, if that makes sense. It does. And I think there's so many times that, you know, and I hear this all the time. And it happened to me as well with 9-11. You know, I had a, I had a nightmare. And um, it, it was, I was standing in front of a building. I saw planes hit. There was nothing I could do about it. And I just felt helpless. And I actually told my ex-husband about that. And, you know, at, as soon, it was, again, two weeks later. I don't know what it is about the two-week period, but it was about two weeks later. And 9-11 happened. And it makes you feel so guilty that possibly mm-hmm. you knew it. But what can you, who would you call? I mean, I didn't know it was going to be New York. I had no idea. You know, there, you can call the government, I guess, and they would hang up on you. But, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a burden to carry if you don't know exactly what Exactly. But the, but the thing is, it, sometimes it's not for us to be able to, you know, just like I felt uh, when I first met Evan, there was something going on, and I warned him about it, but can I stop it? No, we're not gods, and that's the problem with a lot of spiritual people out there, and I'm not putting down but nobody, because I think we're all beautiful. We're all equal. We have different jobs, but there are so many out there that have an ego with pride to where they need the need to create or change something or be in control of it. Their heads become so fat that they forget what they're supposed to be doing to where, you know, with you, I think you lead with your heart, Kelly. And what happens is, is and I'm the same way, is, you know, we get this premonition. What do we do? And, and you know, when I have channeling or I get um, premonitions and it has nothing to do with anyone that I know, what I do is, is I do the shout-outs. Or a spirit walks in and I do the shout-outs. That's the only thing that we can do is, you know, there's messages that come to us that has nothing to do with us. Get your paper, get your pencil, and write it down. That way, once it's written, it is, you can create it to stop it or you can create it to make it better. Do you understand that? It, it's like holding a secret so so long. It, it's it's basically eating you up. And and any and I can sense there's a lot of people that are listening to the point where they have secrets and they have guilt and they have anger. If you do not release that, you're stuck in that puppet mode where everything around you is going to be going forward and you're stuck in that rut. You have to express it to the point of writing it down and, and feeling that what you've written, you've released that energy. Even though it's written on that paper, the energy has gotten out there. Do you understand that? Yeah, even, so even just because I wrote the letter, it was out there. And so yeah. it kind of, and I feel like he may have known it after he was killed. You know, maybe well, I put that energy out there and he, he maybe caught it. I don't know. I hope so. He says, I got it, babe. And and he likes to, uh, I don't know if he's chewing on gum, he's slapping something in his mouth, and he's got his hand in his pocket. And he said, you know it, babe. He says, I hold nobody accountable. He says, I knew it. I knew it anyways. I had the dream. And he's saying two days before. So I don't know if it was a, he was ready to go, or he knew he was ready to go. You know, this is... Some of the written words in the Bible that irritate me because I know it's man-made, but there's a lot of it is biblical. It's just a lot of it has been twisted, and I do believe that it's you know, and it says that uh, 
that he gives you what he knows you can handle. And, and we don't, you know, we as humans, he says to honor me in thy temple. It doesn't mean it's a church. It's your body that he gives you. And, you know, the soul, we're not, we're not human having a spiritual moment. We're actually souls having a human moment. And, you know, we, we get into that ego and that pride, and, and the brain is our world, basically, because if our brain is dead, our motor skills are gone as well. So, basically, our brain is our world, and we become ego and pride and stubborn and all that kind of crap to where we need to, uh, to control a situation, and that's when we actually start losing ourselves. You know, my husband is that, he's a psychologist, and, you know, he, he always says, Everybody has it. Everybody has it. Some people, yeah. you know, know how to know exactly how to do it. But in a, in a sense, everybody has it. And I'm like, I'm not so sure. I mean, I think, you know, like with you when we had you on the show, it was a couple of months ago. It was about three months ago, I think. And you were telling me about, I had stomach issues, and I was thinking, well, not really, a little constipated, but not that. I lost 40 pounds after that. It went crazy, like, I, and I, I never went to the doctor. It kind of, you know, it's coming back now. I'm getting my appetite back now, but you called it before I even saw it. You were like, would you do something about this? Yeah, but let me ask you, what did they, eventually, what did they find out? Because I'm actually getting that you have um, Crohn's disease. I never went, um, Mama. You never don't went. do that. I know, but honey, don't do I'm that. <laughs> well, don't do that. Because it's gotten it's gotten better. But, um, yeah, but it's not going. Now listen to me. I already see. I can see everything going on, and it's on my right, your left side, and it's almost smacked from the hip bone, almost towards the belly button, and it's a it's a knot right there to where it's your intestines. So be careful with that as well. It's it's in remission, whatever it is. It's not cancer. I don't smell, but it is in remission. You need to get your little stubborn butt and go get it checked. <laughs> Thank okay, you, darling. I will. I will. Thank you. So, so, so Lori, if we can, if we can if I'd like to interrupt you for just a minute, I was I've been doing some research on precognitive dreams and how how they you know affect people and what's the difference between you know being psychic having premonitions, and having that precognitive... Uh, well, it's basically is a psychic uh, premonition. It's basically a psychic. Um, it's a psychic premonition. But the thing is, uh, to me, with the um, premonition and the precog, it depends. I mean, if, when you're asleep and you're having a premonition, to me, I feel that would be more of a... a a psychic thing, and then when you're awake and you're and you're having an automatic vision, and and something's happening that's precog. That means that you're more of a, in control of that memory, and when you're asleep, you're not. If that makes sense to you. I think so. I had a little friend uh, that he had hired a housekeeper. Kelly probably knows who this is, and she came out. She was really good looking, and. She did a great job cleaning, and, you know, she just looked respectable, I guess I should say. I don't want to stereotype somebody. Oh, she was good looking, so we hired her. No, it wasn't that at all. She just fit the, the bill. She just fit the criteria that he needed for, you know, a housekeeper to come uh, twice a week. And he had hired her at first, but then the following morning, 
something in his gut said not to hire her. So he canceled and said, yeah, we decided not to do this. Uh, but something told him inside his gut that it would be a bad, bad idea to hire her. But yet there was nothing, in a physical sense, there was nothing that he really had on her that would sway his decision that way. Yeah, but well, that's actually, I had, see a mother, you listen, honey, I see a mother figure saying that, and if he's married, I think she was more of a mother-in-law, maybe, and I feel that she was warning that this woman could be trouble for him. That's that that that's more of a spirit. Uh, that's not a premonition, to me. I think that's just your your angels are whispering in your ears, and it could be your guides, your your guardians, your loved ones, an angel, telling you, look, you know what? And, and we call it our gut instinct. And you know, with with him, I see it's an older woman, a little bit tall, as tall tall as him, light hair, but her hair should be gray white, a little heavy set, but not too heavy. It was warning, warning him. This could change your whole life if you decide to do this. So can we call that his gut instinct uh, of feeling guilty that this woman is a knockout, um, you know, and not to be rude or anything. I can hear him because you talk about it, him saying, well, well, the only thing that's missing is the right uniform. <laughs> Funny, ha, ha, ha thing. So I think his intuition got to him, you know, got instinct, but it was actually a, a whisper in his ear by a loved one. And I believe if he's married, it was her mother or grandmother. And I'm getting more of a mother than grandma. It's entirely possible. Uh, but, I mean, there's just, you know, so many cases. I mean, uh, I'll use my daughter as, a, as, a, as another example. She was driving on a trip, middle of the night, country road, no traffic, you know, miles of space between them. And all of a sudden, she says to her boyfriend, hey, stop, there's an accident. And he's like, what are you talking about? There's nothing in the way. But he stops, right, anyway, because she's, like, persistent about it. And then one minute later, a really bad accident happened right in front of him. Two cars out of nowhere came and hit each other. That's where the empath, that sensitive empath, that means that she sensed danger in a way, and she sensed pain. She, to me, is, is a, like a healer that where she she was drawn into the, the crying and the hurt and the pain before, it, before she even hit it. But she, it's energy. Everything is energy. You have to look at everything as energy where... You you know somebody's getting ready to get hurt, and then five minutes later, boom, somebody's hurt. It's, it's this sensitive energy. It's not a premonition to me. I did the exact same thing. We're riding down the road with a friend of mine. I actually took care of him for 20 and a half years. And we're getting ready to go buy some tires for the car. And I said, hold up. And he's still driving, but slower. And I said, there's a guy on a black bike, and he's getting ready to get hit by a car. And we drove, and we're at the place, and, and he goes, well, I guess it didn't happen. I swear to the good Lord, we're inside Meineke, across the street. What did we see? A Hispanic man on a black bike got hit by a car. So, it, it's a, it, it, to me, that is more of a premonition. With her sensing it, and then it, she sees it, it already happened, it's more of a, a sensitive impulse. She's picking it up. She's feeling the pain from another person. So basically your daughter, let me see. I don't want to know your daughter's name because I'll start living her life and telling on her. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> 
she's most definitely an intuitive. She's most definitely an empath, but she's very stubborn. Like she's a skeptic type of thing. So she's a sensitive, but she she'd rather be the sensitive uh, sensitive empath. But she's more of an empath, if that makes sense. So she's picking it up. She picked it up before she got to the the destination. It wasn't a premonition. A premonition is before it happens. It already happened, and she drove up on it, but she sensed it. You get it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. it's, definitely, it's definitely a difference there. It's just breaking down, you know, the events and how they happen and, and just kind of studying the differences. It, it's a yeah. fascinating topic, actually. Uh, well, a lot of people take, you know, these things as um, people being psychic and, and so forth, but there is a definite strict difference between being psychic and then having these premonitions, correct? Um, I don't feel that your daughter is a psychic, but I do believe that if she had opened her third eye and, and studied and, and meditated a little bit because she's a little stubborn, like her dad. Um, um, anyways, <laughs> she could actually be a medium more than a psychic. Anybody could be a psychic, but it takes a lot of energy and a lot of um, stillness to quiet the mind to be a medium if that makes sense, because I'm psychic, I'm medium, I'm a shaman, I'm an intuitive medical, I'm an animal community, I'm a freak, I'm a freak of nature, I love it, I don't care. Thank you, I love you too. So yeah, it's your daughter's more of a medium, anybody can be psychic, and you could take your mediumship into psychic abilities, but there is so much uh, stubbornness in a lot of people to where, oh, my God, how come you can see it? I can't see it. Well, you know what? You never shut up, so how do you see it? So shutting your mind, not your mouth, but your mind, and, and concentrating what you're missing, you know, it, it, it it's actually very hard for a lot of people. You know, a lot of the ADHD kids out here being medicated, I think it's ridiculous because they're not ADHD. They're picking up energy and they're becoming it. So instead of drugging your kid, excuse the pun, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not whatever, don't sue me for it, but (laughs) instead of sitting there drugging your child, why don't you sit down and ask them, well, why do you feel this way in a calm, you know, manner? And with the ADHD children, you know, my children had ADHD and, and they couldn't sit still for nothing. And that's when I started giving them music. And I told them, when you get frustrated, listen to that music. And the more you're mad, turn it up. And then you're going to realize that when you it's too loud, it actually is hurting your ears, correct? And Yeah. Well, when it's hurting your ears and you become angry and you're all hyped up and you're, you're mad, you're not just hurting yourself, honey. You're hurting the people around you. So, you know, there's ways of handling ADHD children. Yeah, I'm an yeah, I, I, I just have to agree with you there. You know, that's, that's the main goal of the doctors now is to drug America or whatever. I mean, that's what they do. You know, I had kidney stones, so I had to have two different surgeries this last month. And I have more prescriptions they gave me than I think they, than they have in the damn pharmaceutical department. Yeah, that's pharmacy. It was just crazy. Um, they have no problem dispatching some pretty serious pain beds, you know, I wouldn't take them. I'm like, okay, you can write anything you want, but I'm not taking that crap. Um, yeah, you're the same way as I am. You know, like Percocet, yeah, Oxycodone, all this crap. Um, when I was pretty much taking a motor, and I did just damn fine. 
know. Yep. Yep. And nineteen eighty eight. Sorry, Kelly, go ahead, baby. No, I was just gonna say, you know that's what they do. When I was diagnosed with MS, they took me on nine different meds. And it was a nightmare. It took me forever to get off them. And I was like, you know what? I'll go back to wine. Because for whatever reason, you know, that that was a good pain med. And it also helped me with ADHD and all the other stuff and got me off of all the chemicals. I probably should get rid of the wine too. However, you know what? If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to. Oh, yeah, I just did it. Wow. You become a I call it. You become a walking uh, pharmacy. It's basically what it is. Because if you look on the computer, and and there was a a man. I think it was in the eighties. Uh, he had kept getting stomach aches and hurting, and he's he went in for an MRI and a CAT scan, and you know what they found? His intestines was so infested with medication from pain medicine and it never dissolved so I mean you know a lot of these people including myself back in the day these doctors didn't do nothing but fill your pocketbooks your your medicine cabinets with medication and you know I was getting ready to say before um, I interrupted Kelly in 1988, I was pregnant. I, I didn't even know I was pregnant for six and a half months. Believe it or not, I did not. I, I was still skinny. And I went out and I had, uh, I, I don't drink, but I do sip on a drink like all night. And I was sipping on a drink, dancing, doing, you know, I love dancing. I love dancing. I love singing. And I was dancing. All of a sudden, I got a stomach ache. And I go home and I had a miscarriage. And I go in the hospital and I sit down and, and I'm hemorrhaging. And this late, older lady comes in my face and all I remember is clouds all around her. I mean, it was so cloudy I couldn't see anything but her. And she goes, honey, I'm taking you upstairs now. We believe that there's another baby in there. And I said, okay. And all I remember, I don't even remember being wheeled. I was just already up there. They go and they do the sonogram and they found my son because I had lost his twin sister at six and a half months pregnant. He had lodged up behind my heart and um, they found him behind my heart and I wanted to know where this lady was and they said, we were wondering how you got up here because we found you in the hallway. And I said, oh, okay. To me, I think that was my guardian. And then um, after they had did, you know, of course, the checkup for the mom, being pregnant and making sure that you're not, uh, in, in, you know, because I was hemorrhaging, they had actually found cancer. And they said that you, we're, we have to keep an eye on you because this could be dangerous to your son and, and you. And I said, okay. And I kept going in. And, they, and after I had my son, um, I'd gone home, and they sent the sheriff out, and they said, we want you to come back in because you do have cancer. And the first thing I told my dad, I told my dad that. My dad also was a shaman, and his father was a shaman. And he uh, he says, sis, the first thing that's going to happen is, is once they open you, it's going to spread. And something just told me after hearing my father's voice and doing that, I said, no, I'm not going to, uh, uh, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want, believe it or not what I said, I don't want poison to touch me because then I will be infected. And uh, today, not going well, thank Jesus, I don't have cancer. So there is no site for it. To me, I believe that we there, we do need to see doctors, but we also need to start believing in ourselves, that we are the, we do have the capability to be able to, to heal ourselves. 
not by ourselves, but we can also calm it down to the point of being able to be helped easier, if that makes sense. It does. You know, when, when, I, yeah. when I diagnosed me with the cancer, I just said, you know what, I don't want, after the nine medications I took myself off of, I was like, you know what, I don't, I don't think I want to go this route. Number one, I'm a vegetable. I've lost every bit of creative. I used to write songs. I wrote 250 songs. I was like, I can't write anymore. You know, they just kind of made me a vegetable. And I was like, not for I'm not doing that. I mean, at some point, you have to take it back and say, I don't, I don't need all this. Somehow, well, Kelly, and, you know, you go that way. With Kelly, with you, with you, with all those medicines that I feel that were in your system, um, it's more, they, it more somehow went towards my right, your left side of your, your stomach when, when you take them. And to me, I feel that you have um, selective memory, almost like a, a dementia feeling to me. Does that make sense to yeah, you? Yeah, that's the part of it. Yeah, that's when the regions come on your brain because you never know where they're going to go. You do remember. Now we are yep. so much. People thought yep. I was actually, you know, on drugs or drunk, and I was like, no, I don't. I I have lesions on my brain, and I lose memory, and so it it caused a lot of problems in my family, and I'm I'm now I'm now recovering from that, and they are recovering from that, realizing. That wasn't what happened. You actually lose your memory, and you cannot. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you stand drunk when you're not. You know, it's just a part of the MS. But on a lighter yeah. note, on a funny note, I got to tell y'all about a dream I had last night. Evan, you were in it, and so was um, Carissa what? and Phil, and. You're- you're breaking up, Kelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Still breaking up to me. Okay. Let me... How about now? I can hear you. Okay. This was the part of the premonition thing I was going to ask you all about today, and this was the main thing. Last night I had a dream, and um, it was so funny at one point. There was Evan on jet skis, and it was like it was like Valentine's Day, and Evan was on a jet ski, and he was out in my lake, and then Carissa and Bill were there, and they brought um, Evan Bacon, and I was like, all these people on Facebook are in my lake, and I walked out there, and I was like, why wouldn't I invite you to this party? Y'all just came to my lake, and you didn't invite me? And then so in the next moment, there was somebody else that showed up. And it was, a, it was a kid from my past who I was trying to help really just kind of took me down with him. And so, okay, the dream, the dream. And it was kind of funny because I was like, you know what, y'all are going to get sunburned. And guess who's going to be out here on Tuesday? Not getting sunburned because y'all didn't invite me. I was kind of mad at Evan for doing the jet ski in my life. You you do know that I interpret dreams, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so in this part, there was also this kid from my past who really took me down. And this morning, I was sitting in my living room, and I heard him knock, knock, knock. 
And I went, are you kidding me right now? I answered the door and it was, I'm, y'all hear that? But I'm pretty sure that, you know, all the rest of it was just kind of nonsense and fun. But I also saw the other person that showed up in my dream and he knocked on my door this morning. I haven't seen him in four years. Wow. So, yeah, that's kind of funny how those, you know, how those dreams go. I mean, I loved it. It was funny because I was telling, you know, Carissa and Bill and Kevin Bacon and Evan. I was like, you know what? That's fine y'all didn't invite me to the party. Because guess who's coming out tomorrow and y'all going to be sunburned? But then um, the other person in my dream did actually show up at my door this morning. Uh, with with all that, it's, it's actually telling me that you're you're clearing something out. You're you're clearing your your energy field. Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot. You have a. I know, but you have a lot of guilt. A lot. Well, I just crossed off. You there? I'm here. Okay. So anyway, I'm that here. was kind of on. funny. You? I can't hear anyone. Okay. Can you hear me, Lori? I can now. Okay. Okay. We had, I don't know, something happened with the audio or something. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, you know, these um, cognitive dreams and so on, they're, they're a fascinating topic. I'm going to do much more research so I can, uh, I want to learn more, you know. I want to, I want to know how they happen or, you know, if there's any real fine way to get in, uh, more I call it intuition. I think, I think it's related to the intuitive uh, side of things. That does it help? Ah. Uh, that does it help? That's my question. We can have dreams all day long. They can warn us all day long, but does it help? Like, yeah, it confirms. Afterwards, yeah. but how can that? That's hard to know. Do we still have Lori on board? I'm still here, but you guys break in and out. I didn't hear one word you said. Okay, how about now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay. So, yeah, no, I was just talking about, you know, the cognitive sides of things versus being intuitive because there's a direct relation, but I don't know what that relationship is exactly. Like, um, it, it depends on who's having it, when it's when they're having it, and and what they're going through in their life to have it. Uh, the precogs on the um, it depends on the, the, the precog or the premonition, or even ESP or the empathy that you're picking up uh, of another person's sorrow or their pain. 
you know, with your daughter, she picked up the sorrow, the pain. She felt the emotions through it, uh, the the wave of energy that was uh, surrounding her with you. I feel that your empathy is in overdrive right now, and I do. I feel that it could be a health thing that's going on with you to making you um, more slower to be able to hear the things that you could have hear, heard back in the day if that makes sense, but you're now hearing them more or seeing it more or you're paying attention to more. Um, the older we get, the more quieter we are, the less circle we have around us to to be able to recognize or see the things that we refuse to see even in the, back in the day. Um, with Kelly, I believe that uh, she's she has a lot of anger with her. I feel that she's mad about something to do with her health. I believe that... Um, with her, uh, with these people coming around, I think that what she's doing is, is she's starting to literally forgive herself, and 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 then those that basically used to drain her is coming around, so she can be at peace with it. If that makes sense, does that make you dying? No, you're not dying. We all are, anyways. But it, it's just to the point where you're done arguing, you're done fighting other people. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, uh, it seems to me, I'll tell you what, the more you get into this topic and the subject, and, and the more things do make sense, for sure. I know that I deal with a lot of spirits. Uh, no matter where I go, I deal with a lot. Just like I have a man sitting here staring at me with a, a kind of a wide nose, a wide mouth, but small lips, but lower lip, a little bit bigger, um, a little fur on his chin. I think it's Kelly's friend. Um, you know, when I speak to them to the point of, do we consider that a premonition when they say, you know, I would like to worry, uh, tell Kelly that I'm worried about her because her tire is flat. Is that a premonition or is that, you know, just ESP or is that, you know, them watching over you? So a lot of the, the thoughts that come to us that it makes no sense most of the time or it's warning somebody else or looking over them, to me, I feel a lot of it is just making things better and doing what they couldn't do when they were alive, trying to make it better when they were passed over. Because, you know, like I tell a lot of people, we're worse judges than our, than God. So we judge ourselves. And even when we pass over, we, we we're judging because I was six years old and we saw a candy bar. It all hits us when we pass over. So do we feel that because we stole that God's not going to forgive us? It's it's all in the mind. It's the way we're raised. You know, a lot of people say, well, my mom was so superstitious. You know, my father was too. I mean, I was denied my gift. I remember seeing spirits since I was younger than two. So. I think, no, you know. I, I had, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, baby. Say, you know, when I got into the business, of the paranormal. I really wanted to, you know, be in it to, you know, just discover and help. And I've had two, like I said, I've had two or three people that said, you don't need to be in this. If you bring negative, like you just attract negative, and we don't want you here. And I was like, really? Some of the best psychics other than you have told me that. And I was like, you know, so I just kind of pulled out, and I was like, I, you know, I definitely don't want to put anybody in danger, 
if that's what's going on. If there, I mean, if there are negative in, in a negative army behind me, why would I even want to do that? So, is that? I truthfully believe that we're all awakening since 2012. Um, I know there's a lot of people that have been in the paranormal field some way or another. Um, I believe. The ones that are drawn to the paranormal, I believe that, you know, the the, the, the ego co- comes out and the pride comes out saying, oh, well, you know, I was touched and I know I was touched and I'm going to find out. Or my mom passed away and I, I, I remember seeing a, uh, a scary story where their mother passed away and she came to visit them. I want to know if that's true. Truthfully... It's actually because there is some kind of a spirituality within them. And why we're awakened is because, you know, it, I don't believe that the world would end. I really don't. I believe that it is dying within the world. And because we're trying to put out tranquility, love, and, and healing things, stop the war, stop the sickness, stop the hate. You know, these diseases that are out here, the, the flu and the and a virus is going out. The first thing that was told to me was that last missile that was shot out, it had a virus in it. So do I believe that? Yeah, I do. I do believe it. I believe that a lot of these things that are going on with the oils that are spilling out into our oceans and our waters, I believe that's uh, on purpose as well, just like the 9-11. Our, our president and, and, and uh, the Clinton woman, I don't like her, so forgive me, but she knew about it too. Why didn't they stop it? Why wasn't our country able to stop it before it happened? Because they already got the warning of it. Was it a way of ridding people off, uh, out of our, 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 per se, country because it was overpopulated? Or is it because they needed to get rid of that building? I mean, what is the purpose of why they did not stop that? 9-11 peeves me off to my max. It, it just it peeves me off because it could have been stopped. It could have been stopped. And it was more of a devastation than the ignorance of the government would have thought that it happened. Oh, you've got 1,000 people, 1,100, 2,400, 3,500 people that work in these buildings, you know, you know, uh, may they rest in peace type of thing. But yet they didn't think about the other people that were around or, or the police that were going to lose their lives or the fire department that they were going to lose their lives. Or, or the devastation of how many years has it been already that it's happened to where it's still devastating to our world. It's, it's devastating. And I believe it's our, our own government. I believe it, it, you know, the Clinton, she knew about it. The, the uh, military, not all of them, but most of them knew about it. They, they received the, the, the heat warning on it. Why didn't they stop it? It's just like Desert Storm. When, well, when Desert, Desert, Desert Storm started, do you think that they could have not stopped, not had all our men go out there and a lot of my cousin served twenty some years. He went out and, and, and he was one of the packs that were turning the music up to blast this guy out. Do you really think that our our uh, FBI and our CIA couldn't have gone in there and just shot him and gone and, and got it over with? You know what I'm saying? And I don't believe that he's dead. I don't believe he got, the one guy got hung. I don't believe the other one was um, uh, killed. I don't believe it. I believe that they're hidden into somewhere underneath to where they've uh, getting 
information on uh, tactics. That's what just got to me, tactics, his ways. So we can learn the their side of the war because, you know, they're, they're barbaric to a point. They kill their own people. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. I met him, uh, I, one of my friends, and I'm not friends with him anymore, but um, one of my friends in Pakistan told me one time that he said, you know, I don't know why America is intervening because we will never stop fighting each other. We have fought each other since the beginning of time. We will never, never stop. And I was like, wow, that's like huge. I wish I could, you know what, I wish I could share that with America <laughs> because there's no way they're ever going to stop fighting. Never. It doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter how we go in and try to, you know, humanize them. They're never going to stop fighting. And that's that's a scary thing. Yeah. What the most scariest thing to me is is how um, humans have no empathy for other humans. It's just kill or be killed type of thing. You know, that uh, I had channeling earlier today and, and it it, it out now is giving me my answer why it was channeled through um, why we're talking about it. It's, it's you know, it says in a child shall lead and the child shall lead the lion into the den. So, you know, I, I, I try to help a lot of people in not just biblical, because I am, I'm not biblical, but I do love being able to speak to the biblical on channeling wise, um, because they, they are more wiser than we, and, and to me, I, I love to seek the truth, that's all I care, and, you know, to me, I think, with, uh, it, and the child shall lead the lion in the den, to me, I was talking about it, who are the who who are the children and which one is the lion? Are you the lion or are you the child? No matter how old you are, we're still God's child. So, to me, I think a few of them in the government is the lion, and they can be tamed to the point of us, the children, keeping them on the right track. You know, everybody has to have a boss. Everybody's got to have a dictator. Everybody's got to have. Uh, uh, say so, and, and it's ridiculous because no one's being heard in the lower class part. And we need to speak louder. We really do. Because to me, how can government truly control all of us? How? Agree. I, I, you know, without going into politics, I believe say it again. that... Um, we, without going into politics, I believe we're on the right. I don't. I don't like politics either. So I actually look at it as far as uh, spirituality. I don't. Politics suck. <laughs> it's a dictator's thing. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to get back here to what happened, though. I'm on here. I'm here. Um, I can hear Evan saying, hey, ladies, I can hear Evan saying, ladies, shut up, ladies, shut up. <laughs> no, 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 get me in trouble. No, uh, in chat room, no. we had somebody, we had Deb talking about premonitions and about they could be good or they could be evil. I want to talk about that. 
Um, over the course of decades and years and years, we've had people in their stories. Um, the majority of these premonitions are of disasters, floods, famine, uh, tragedy. Why do you mm-hmm. think there's a higher percentage of these type of premonition cases that exist versus ones that are maybe a little better in nature? Um, and so that's 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 a question I'd like to ask Lori what her opinion on that is, because there seems to be more negativity than there are of positive-type uh, premonitions, and I'm just wondering why. Okay. Okay, so what I have to tell you exactly what was told to me almost 12 years ago. It was, um, I was told that there was, I was sitting at my table, and I was living in Virginia, and I was just, I don't know, something just drew me out, because I can read the skies, I can read everything, just, it was, it was literally getting on my nerves to where I could feel the pain in the crust of the earth, and I looked out, and I said, okay, I said, I, I'm not understanding what all this is and why I, why I see and feel everything. I said, but I need to find out what is going on. What do I need to do? And the first thing that was told to me is what is happening in this earth right now, in this world, is that the negative is being drawn out. And yes, there will be a lot of devastation, a lot of bad, a lot of killing, a lot of... It's, it's the evil is being brought out, almost like if you had magnets on the bottom of the earth or under the crust of our dirt and somebody has hovered over us and and it's drawing these magnets out. This is what they showed me 12 years ago stating that it's none of our business what's happening no matter who it is, what it is because if they're innocent, they will be saved. But if they're not, they will be drawn out. And that all we are supposed to do is is to be there and to love and to send out positive healing to those that need it. To, uh, don't even limit it. Just send it out. And and I believe that that's what's going on right now. Is even though it is in our face basically, and it is happening, there's a reason for it. Just like I was shown, I think it was almost about six years ago, that there's going to be a tsunami, a huge tsunami. Florida is going to be totally just devastated, gone. It's going to be an island just like Hawaii. It's gone. It, it's, and then California, gone. It's going to be broke up in more islands. And then parts of North, the Carolinas on the, the left side of Florida and only on the Bay of the Water is going to be devastated. It's going to be gone. It's going to be, uh, there's going to be like a Katrina. It's going to be a bad flood. And I asked, I said, so why are you showing me this? I don't want to see this because I've got family in Florida. I don't want to know. I, I really don't want to know that because, one, I, I understand. I'm not a God. I'm not nobody better than anyone else. I'm a redhead and an old woman, <laughs> and I love it. And I, and I got mad. I mean, I was literally knit and gritty mad for them to show me something like this. And I said, is this my mind going in, in wandering, or, or is this a, a premonition of a warning? Do I put that out there? Or do I worry about it? What do I do? I mean, do I stop and, and tell my loved ones that they need to move out of California and parts of Carolinas and uh, Louisiana and Kentucky? I see parts of Kentucky being flooded, and I see Florida being totally gone. It's just gone. And 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 I t- and I said, what do I do? 
I mean, my brother is born from Florida, so what do I do? And and they said it's because you put it out there, you're releasing it, and what you're doing is is you're being able to stop the ones that are going to wind up getting hurt to get hurt, or or you stopping it so that way our nation can get that energy out there and be able to stop it before it happens. I think a lot of our weather is not just. Uh, Mother Nature, I believe that our government is in parts of that as well. I believe that. They're manipulating it with these satellites in there. I mean, how how can the weatherman here today, they all make no sense to me anymore, is to the point where they say, oh, it's going to be rainy and, 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 and thundering and yada, 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 and the next day it's all sunny and it's shiny and it's 98 degrees, and yesterday was 54 degrees. I mean, it makes no sense to me. How are they not on track? It's because they're trying to manipulate something where it's not supposed to. And I do believe that. And I believe that what's going on with as far as these uh, spiritual people, uh, gifted people, I I don't even like calling them people. I, I like calling them earth angels. We're all earth angels. I believe that we're having premonitions and cognitive uh visions and, and ESP thoughts and, and uh, the empathy is in overdrive is because we're out there. We're, we need to take the energy within us and, and, and send the healing through the earth to stop all this devastation, to stop the evil, stop the killing, stop the, the war and the, and the prejudice and, and all this ignorance that's going on. I think it's a warning. I think they're, 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 you know, the God is giving us warnings for the people that deserve it. I, I, I really, and I don't even think that no one doesn't deserve it. I, I believe that everyone has a right to be saved. Um, I mean, my thoughts are so out there, Evan. You know that. <laughs> yeah, well, I can tell anybody in the terminal field, our thoughts are sort of out there. That's kind of that's just the field that we enjoy. The field that I enjoy myself, just the way it is. Um, but that's just the it is. Now, the, the the topic of ESP, big uh, cognitive dreaming, uh, you know, all these, uh, you know, uh, lucid dreams, uh, precognition, uh, all this is just a fascinating topic indeed. Um, and the mind, I mean, imagine the mind, you know, it's always thinking, right? You know, little snaps, you know, sparkle all throughout your brain, right? You have these little electric reactions send out signals everywhere. It's sort of like a beacon on your canvas. Um, and everything, as you said before, made up of energy. And, uh, you know, it's my belief that at certain stages of our lives, either we're awake or we're in a subconscious setting, that would be sleep, you know, we pick up signals and, and, and they, you know, they get triggered back to us. And I think that um, that's part of uh, this whole this whole thing that we're experiencing with precognitive dreams, with the dreams, uh, precognition, all this stuff. Um, but it is it's interesting if you've ever ridden with somebody, you know, and they say, hey, I, I need to go check on Aunt Millie because Aunt Millie is in danger. And you get and, and you get that look like, well, how would you know? So you call Aunt Millie 
and she just had a stroke or something bad happened or, um, you know, something with Aunt Millie. It's just weird how you, you know. Another circumstance that I find really, really uh, interesting is have you ever been on the telephone? You grab your cell phone and you're about to call a person and that person's freaking calling you right at that very same second. Has that ever mm-hmm. happened to you? Has that ever happened to you, Laurie? All the time. All, especially when I was younger in my teenagers, <laughs> teenage year. I mean, it was it was crazy because uh, my oldest brother, Michael, that passed in 99, um, he, him, he moved when I, uh, he was 18 and he's six years older than I. And when he moved in California, I could tell when he was sick, he knew when I was sick, he knew when I needed a cigarette. Yes, I smoked back then. <laughs> I mean, we knew everything was, you know, you're sad, why are you sad? And I mean, I knew that my mom and dad was dealing with uh, hundreds of dollars of me calling California. I mean, we didn't have cell phones back then. If we did, we had a beeper. <laughs> So, I mean, uh, yeah, the ESP always, ha- it, it does happen. It, the ESP to me is more, I, I really, it, it's nonsense to me. I'd rather not call it an ESP. I like the, the empathy part of it. I like the, uh, the the visions of it. I like being able to know, and that would be premonition-wise, uh, ESP to me, an ESP premonition, if that makes sense, um, to the point where, I want to see it before it happens. If he's going to get hurt, you know, when my I have three kids, I raised eleven kids that weren't mine, and my daughter, she, she was the oldest of my children, and she would say, "Mom, can I go to Diane's house?" And I was automatically just look towards my left, and and I'd say, "Okay, what's the outcome of her if she goes over there?" They'll say she's fine, or they'll show me she's going to wind up leaving with a few people, and you're not going to like it. And then I'd say, "Well, what are you going to be doing?" I said, "Because I feel that you're getting ready. You're going to go over to Diane, but you're leaving." And she goes, how did you know that, Mom? <laughs> so the ESP premonition, I like. I like it. I like using it. I like ESP. Uh, it's it's the weakest part of a spiritual gift, I think, to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, uh, you know, there's a... Here's some facts that I really like, Lori and Kelly and everybody listening, is that there's been a lot of, well, several, at least more than, I think more than 10 different uh, studies on um, precognition and so on and premonition. And um, they've all ruled, you know, these major universities have ruled that this thing, these types of things happen and so forth. And, you know, they've done actual studies of the brain when they are happening. Um, and uh, favorable reports. So I, I thought that was pretty fascinating. Because you know how there's so much science, people that are into this sciencey part that um, they want to rule out, you know, anything that might be uh, paranormal or paranormal phenomena or, or whatever related. But there's not a whole lot ruling out, you know, premonitions and so on. And so I was, I, I did some studies you know, some research on some of the studies in regards to some of and uh, pretty terrible, actually, uh, including Johns, Hop- Johns Hopkins' uh, study they did and, and some other ones, some major studies. So I found that pretty fascinating, actually. You're talking about the ASP or the uh, premonition? ESP. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, the, the studies, you know, so those studies are favorable. So what I'd like to see is more information and even more studies on on the topic itself, you know. Um, and they, it's pretty detailed, but that that's something that, has really triggered my mind as of lately. It's happened a lot lately. As I got into my 50s, I started having these myself off and on, but can't quite, you know, I don't know why. Like, sometimes my wife will start to say something, and I'll say the same thing that she was going to say five minutes later. She didn't say it. She decided not to for whatever reason, but I say it later. And it's word for word. And it's just, you know... It's incidents like that that make you wonder, how is it possible to perceive what somebody else is going to say, and then you say it, and it's word for word. But that that has happened several times. So, so the thing is, somebody uh, like today, I had I did a um, an hour healing reading, and I read her her past, and she goes, "Oh my God, how do you how did you know that?" I mean, word for word, I, I could tell her what she was wearing. Would you consider that uh, ESP? Yeah, I mean, um, and and what about let's let's take just a little bit of break from what we're doing here, kind of jump ahead a little bit. Let's say, let's say you're investigating something paranormal, okay, and. Um, you're you're doing you're doing your case, you're investigating the case or whatever, and all of a sudden you get that feeling something's telling you, hey, something bad can happen in here. And you tell everybody, okay, get out of the house. Let's not let's not even talk about that here. But nothing's happened yet, right? You right. get that sense of feeling, right? It's mm-hmm. it's strong. Um, that is that premonition. No. That that's. And, uh, no, I don't think that's a premonition to me. That to me is a uh, 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 intuitive. Uh, uh, no, I, I think that's a total different to me. Yeah. So we have a question in chat, and Vanish is asking, kind of asking a question here. We were talking about. Um, let me go back to what. Deb had said, um, okay, um, Banished writes, how does this feel about the literally 100s of people on Facebook claiming to be empaths readers for Wellington Psychics? Um, and I, I think he's talking about there's so much information from these people, you don't know what to believe anymore, right? And you've, I'm sure you've seen this too. Everybody out there, Lori, is saying they're psychic, they're clairvoyant, you know, give me a thousand dollars, I'll read, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. but the thing is, to me, you know, I, I just got in an argument with a, group, a person in the group saying that I was fake and all the psychic mediums out there are fake. All the spiritual people are fake. They can look you up in a minute. To me, when you when you call me, I don't see you. I don't know what your name is. I don't uh, ask anybody anything. And and then they said, I gave him a mini reading, even on his health. And he has, and he also has visions himself. His name is uh, Ricky. And... I sat there and, t- and do you know he sat there and denied it? And then the lady was saying that how dare you? God gives you this gift that you are you're charging people. Well, it took me a long, a long thirty years 
knowing that I'm gifted and knowing that I did this and knowing that I was supposed to be doing what I was supposed to be doing, as long as I know that it was good, it was helping someone, and it was healing them, I, it made me feel good. I don't care if it was cooking. I still did it. I love cooking. It made somebody yeah. smile. I was happy. And then they said... Like I said, it, it took me a long time before I started uh, charging anyone. I did a, a penny per minute or per hour when I first started, and then I got yelled at. We did not put you on this earth as we did the doctor, the the mechanic, the the therapist. They all get paid for it, but yet they're, they're gifted with this insight. No matter if they studied or not, you are studying other people. So you're in, di- in digesting other people's issues. Yeah, there are street readers out there. They irritate the smack crackle out of me, and they're wrong. But if you're, if you're hiring someone, the first thing that you have to look out for is not if they're charging you, because that's bogus. Would you go and clean somebody's house up and, and, and out of the kindness of your heart, or would you charge them? You get you get that? Would you go get hired and, and do it for the kindness of your heart because God gave you those two hands? It's ridiculous with this hiring crap. The first site that you have to worry about is if they ask you too many questions or even any questions. They can say, well, how do you do? Um, would you have a question that you, have, you want to ask or do you want me to just start out? Usually everybody tells me, just tell me what comes to you. And I love that. The more skeptic you are, the more I love you. Because to me, I'm a skeptic. How do I know that, you, that you're, you're trying to trick me? Well, if you're trying to trick me, kudos for you because you're not going to. Because then I'm going to tell you where your pimples are on your butt. <laughs> yeah. But there is... <laughs> but there are there are a lot of street readers out there that are taking advantage of people, and it, and it, it hurts people like the good people, the the real uh, spiritual people. Yeah, there is good and well, it's just like that everywhere, isn't it? There's good and evil in everything we do, everyone we meet, and everyone we see. Um, you know, I could name a hundred evil people and five thousand kind people. So, yeah. It's, it's what makes the world go round, as they say. Um, but uh, anyway, I've been doing a lot of talking, so I'm going to let Kelly jump in. Kelly, are you still there with us? I'm still here. Okay, I'm going to let you jump in. I, I've been talking quite a bit. Let's get your feelings in there, and I'll let you converse a little bit with uh, Lori. If you have any questions, feel free. I'm going to mute my own self. That's right. I'm muting myself um, so, we can, <laughs> so I won't get involved. Um, but I'll be listening. If you need me, just key me in. All right. I'm out for a few, but I'm listening. I'm going to answer people in chat. So. All righty. All right. Let's talk to chat people. Well, Lori, I wanted to know how the show is going and what we can expect for next season. Okay, you have to say it again, baby, because you broke up. I wanted to know how the show is going and what we can how, expect for next season. Well, if anybody and everybody that knows or goes to Shepherdstown, I hope that's what you asked. Um, Mike King actually just posted a picture with uh, the beautiful Elizabeth Saint and uh, the handsome Nick Groff. So hopefully that's a sign. 
Um, I know as much as you guys do. Uh, I loved doing the Ghost of Shepherdstown, and uh, I'm excited to get back. And a lot of people say that it's a bunch of hogwash. Um, but if you know me, I don't deal with hogwash. Uh, all the cases are true. They're based on uh, true people. Um, there are people that have gone private that told their story. Uh, we did use a couple of stand-ins and just protect the people, you, you know, that do want their story out and, and the, the house to be investigated. Um, we did that probably, I, I think, only for one uh, first season on one of the cases where the husband and a wife and she finds out she's pregnant and that's where the woman was killed uh, with the, she, her, her child was up on the hill and starved to death and died the one that they thought was a witch if you watch the shows um, we did yes. have a stand in we did have stand ins for that because uh, the lady and the husband were uh, very well known people and everybody has a right to be private and protected. One of the things I love so much about the show is that you really don't come in until after it's already been investigated. And they don't bring you in until the very end, which is where you kind of nail what they've already said. Well, I did have... Well, we when the uh, stories were being told to uh, the producer, director, and then the, the uh, I call them the A-team, uh, Nick, Bill, and Elizabeth, I told them I don't want to know about the case. I don't want to know about the location. I don't want to know about the people because to me, even when you come to me for a, re- a reading, you're, you have an opinion. To me, I seek the truth. So I want to see what is going on to where it's actually what comes through for me. So I'm I'm far off at a, a hotel sitting and waiting, and then when they are finished with their investigations, and these investigations last for 27 hours, 13 hours, uh, 10 hours, it depends on the case itself, especially when we were doing the case in season two. Then they would pick me up, and then uh, we would drive up, and, I, and they would first start with me. Well, Lori, is there something that your your son's in? And I would tell them exactly. So uh, Elizabeth, being a sensitive, you know, and she's also paranormal, and she's a awesome uh, paranormal tech, equipment tech. I mean, this lady literally creates her own equipment, I mean, for the paranormal investigations, and all the ones that we've used, she actually created them, and I, I they were really, really good uh, machines, and, uh, you know, she, I had to keep my distance with her to the point where her being the sensitive, I could pick up whatever she was going through these investigations, and I didn't want that, you know, while they were investigating. So everybody, you know, Bill Hartley, he's actually a total skeptic big time. And uh, I, I love that in a team because to me, even if one person says, oh, my God, I just seen something, Bill would be the one, Bill and actually Nick too, would go after the spirit and, and you know, and start figuring out what was it. Was it electricity? Was it a wind? Was it a shadow? Was it a spirit? Was it, a, you know, I mean, they're, you should see them. They're, <laughs> they're worse than the Ghostbusters, truthfully. <laughs> um. 
they're good they're good people to work with. My king is awesome um to me. I feel that because he is a sheriff in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, uh and he he sat and he heard people. He's not just doing his job by protecting, he's also protecting in the spiritual side. And to me, I think that uh my king actually rocks for allowing uh the team and myself to go in even though I did live there for over a year. Um I, you know, to me, I feel that with uh, sheriffs and police that sit and they do listen to this, uh, the gifted and, and on helping on cases and asking for help, you know, to me, I think that they're heroes to me. You know, you could be afraid of something, but denying it is the worst thing ever to do because it is there is the unknown. There is spirit. There is earthbound. There, there's souls that are so stuck in, in guilt. Um, you know, just like the, the guy that followed the girl and he ends up killing her because he, she said no to him. And he, out of his body, there's no pride, there's no ego in our bodies. So he starts getting guilt and, and they go into purgatory and, they, go, and they, they rerun what they've done in their life. And all these stories are true. I mean, every one of them are true, especially the little girl with her mama. You know, I mean, there are some things that were more to the story. But the point of being able to uh, tell the story for the little girl and help her find her mama, I mean, to me, I feel, I don't know, I just felt relieved, if that makes sense. That's what I love about the whole show, because there are so many people, you know, that have their different um, visions on it, and they have their different takes on it. And then at the end, it all kind of hooks up. And I really, really love, um, I was watching, I guess it was last Saturday, I was watching, um, and I don't get to watch it a lot, but I actually watched like for 24 hours. Jesus. <laughs> I loved when you came in, because I was like, he's about to nail this. And yeah, there was a lot, there were a lot, if you notice on the, uh, uh, some of the, the scenes or the episodes that we did on the cases, um, I actually had to walk out because I was so involved with this case or the case or a case that it was it, it was literally cutting me inside my stomach to, you know, the kids that died in the cave. That got me, I mean, even now I've got goosebumps all around my body because, you know, they were forgotten. They they died in you know in in that cave, and when they found the scissors, and with me telling them after the fact that they did this investigation, they found their evidence, they found the things that they needed to find, and they t- you know Elizabeth and Nick and Diller told their their side of what they found, and then I go in, and I don't need to be in your home or see you on a phone or on a camera. I remote review. And when I remote reviewed, I, they kept showing me there were scissors down there. And that's when Elizabeth's like, oh, my God. We did, you know, and Bill says, yeah, we did. We found the scissors, you know. And to me, I, you know, I felt that the girl was pregnant. The priest was trying to hide to protect them because back in the day that was a sin if you weren't married. And I believe that uh, the male was actually related to him. And I think he was trying to protect them. And what happened was he had called, got called out doing another uh, whatever job he was doing. 
he forgot that, you know, he was gone for like three days or something like that. I can't even remember how many days, but I know it was long enough to where they starved to death. And then I feel that there was some kind of a cave-in, and I'm not sure what kind of cave-in. I don't know if it was because, uh, you know, back then it, there was a lot of floods. So, I mean, it, there was a lot more to the stories, but because it is TV, they had to cut out a lot. But I think the producers, directors, the uh, ones that, you know, looked through the, the uh, film itself and did what they did, I think they did an awesome job. You know, and I do stand with uh, the team. Right, and everybody that I've talked to in the last, you know, few months is always like, this is the show we're watching. This is the one too hot. Because it's almost like, you remember Amy and what was the, there was a cop and there was Amy. It was the dead file. And they said it's almost like that. Where some, you don't know what's going on. You oh, you're talking know. about Amy and uh, Deshavi? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that show. I, I really do. I like it. There's not a lot of shows out there that I do believe in because a lot of it's a bunch of hogwash. Sorry for saying that. Right. I don't, you know, supposed to go against each other, but there's a lot of hogwash crap out there that are trying to, uh, you know, get you on the in the of your seat. That it, it's more TV to me, and that's what a lot of people are confused with the Shepherdstown goes to Shepherdstown. You know, these are true cases. You know, just like the cases that Nick are doing now, they are true cases. You know, there's nothing fake about Nick. The only thing that it, you know I can say about Nick is that man is dedicated in the field of who he's in and he wants answers just like a Buell. I loved watching him. I, I loved everything about that man, what he's done, what he did. Um, I believe that uh, when he started going down the drain is because he was attached to a, a negative on one of those scenes or the shows that he did with uh, the piano. And when that woman said uh, on the paper, he said, don't say the name, just write it. And when he seen it, you could see the difference in Bill's eyes. I mean, is he fake? No, he's not. I believe in his work. I loved his work. Um, Catherine, actually, the one that's doing the uh, paranormal lockdown with Nick, she was on it. And I loved the whole show. I mean, uh, Catherine is, to me, I think she's very dedicated in finding answers and, you know, there, but there are a lot of shows out there that make other shows look like they're lies. Right. Well, I and, think this is the one to watch this year. And I've heard that from everyone. No, What's thank you. What's going to happen this year? Is it going to be the same or are we going to have any test centers or... That I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that uh, we do. If we do decide to stay in the Shepherdtown area, I mean, you've got you've got to remember this is a, a war uh, area to where you've got Sharpsburg, Gettysburg, you have um, Fredericksburg, you've got Sharpstown or uh, yeah, Sharpstown. You have get um, Shepherdstown. You have uh, I mean, your your Martins Martinsburg. All of those have involved of some type of uh, war um, scenario around them. I mean, it's, to me, it, it could be because of the energy around there. I mean, if you had watched the one where the reservoir was, we called it the water, the, the fountain, you know, the, the stream. You know, it, it was taken, this negative was taken us somewhere. 
And, you know, it, it's just a lot of energy. And I believe that the energy, uh, these spirits are, are coming together, not just to be heard or to... to uh, attack people, uh, but they are. There are a lot of negative out there that, you know, if we, the longer their souls have been lingering or bounded to the earth because of unfinished business, they died before their time, I believe that negative can try to control them, and that's when turmoil starts. Um, I've had cases, not on the Ghost of Shepherdstown case, but I've had cases where um, remote reviewing and uh, my intuitive uh, shamanism healing came forward on a phone. Now, literally on the phone, where this woman's uh, husband called me and said, look, Lori, I need some help with my wife. She's being literally raped. I'm telling you, she's being touched. You could see, the, you could see her just in pain. And what happened was, is her father, the story came out, because I usually don't, you know, I'm not going to say no names or anything, but the story came out that she she became uh, um, an, a drug addict alcoholic because of the, the issues in her mind that she was holding on to. And because of the guilt that she was holding on to, that her dad had molested and raped her, her guilt was creating um, life, if that makes sense, for her father, who had passed over from a heart attack because he was a drunk. Uh, he was actually staying on with what happened and I told her I said honey I need to find out what's going on and this is not to bring out a humiliation I'm not trying to put you down I'm not ever going to judge you because I'm not going to go there I said but you you need to be healed and we cannot heal what's happening to you unless we heal you first and this is how I work and I said were you molested and she started crying she started shaking and she goes oh my god yes I said, honey, I have to ask you because I'm getting the feeling that I'm drunk. I feel like I'm stoned out of my mind right now. Are you drinking? She goes, yes. I said, baby, you have to stop the drinking because if you drink, it keeps you in misery. When you pop that pill and you think it's helping you, it's not helping you. It's creating more life. I said, did your dad pass away? And she goes, yes. She goes, how did you know? I said, trust me, I, I, I see it. I seen from the day that you happened, I seen what happened, where it happened, and I'm not gonna put you back through it. I said, But I do see it And she goes, Thank you, Lori, you believe me and I said, It's not to believing you, honey. It's trying to help you and you have a soul and it needs to be healed. So the the body that you have and she goes, Okay, I believe that and I said, You need to stop the drinking so that way you could find your way and not become the puppet. I said, Because your guilt and not forgiving your father your guilt of him dying because you had the guilt is giving him the okay to do it again because you're, guilt, you're feeling guilty about it. I said, forgive your father. Forgive yourself that it happened because it wasn't you that the reason why it happened. It was because he was sick. And I mean, I get in detail with my readings and she says, okay, thank you. And six months later, her, her husband calls me back and says, Lori, my wife does not pop pills, and she's not drinking, and she's so happy you felt you helped me find my wife. And he cried, and he says, thank you, because I love her. And I said, I know you do, and that's why we saved her. So when I do my readings, I do my healings, when I do my shows, uh, the, any uh, investigation I do, I'm in depth type of person. I'm not going to sit there and feed you a line. I'm not going to feed all kinds of crap like other people do. I, I'm looking for the pain that caused the mischief, and that's what I do with these cases. Yeah. 
I hear you. Um, Laurie, it is getting down to that time where we're going to end this segment. I'd like to have you come back on because I have some more topics I want to discuss with you. So after the show, maybe we can get in touch with you again here and and find a schedule uh, to get you back on. I enjoy doing shows with you. Uh, the time flies by. We we never have enough time, actually, to get everything that we want in. But that's when you know you're having a good show, you're having fun, you're enjoying what we're doing. And that's, you know, beyond reality, paranormal talk radio. That's, that's what we do here. Um, I want to thank Kelly Griffin here for, um, you know, coming on, being on our show, being that person that she never complains, never gives me any crap. She's always <laughs> there for us. Always there. Kelly's a beautiful lady. She's a wonderful Kelly's person. A... Yes, she's she been, is. She's been, you know, just been phenomenal on our shows. And, uh, yeah, she's been a good friend. And I'm glad to have her on board with us. She's not going anywhere. She's part of what we do. And that's that. Um, we did drop Jan Reynolds. She was tired of doing shows and just wanted to do her own thing. And that, you know, pumps and respect to Jan. We thank Jan for everything she's done for us, too, on the shows. Uh, but uh, but we're back. Now, keep in mind, um, I'm in a few days, I'm leaving for Vegas. Yes, I'm going on vacation again. And uh, I'll be back. Uh, about a week later, and we'll get the next show going, and uh, I'll give you a, a listening link and, and a shout-out to as many as we can. Fortunately, Facebook is limiting how many shout-outs I can give and so on, and so it's going to make it a little bit difficult for us, but we're going to pull together and uh, continue doing these shows. With that, I want to thank uh, everybody that was in chat today for keeping the chat going. It was a really good show today. We had a good time. And again, I want to thank you for you know for your time, Lori. And thank you for having me. To the paranormal field, yeah, you're very welcome. With that said, I'm Evan Jensen. This is Beyond Reality Paranormal Talk Radio at its best. Stay tuned for the next show, um, and we'll do this again. <laughs> Excuse me. With that said, everybody have a great night. Be good in what you do. If you're out there in the paranormal world, be careful, be safe, uh, but enjoy what you're doing. With that said, good night, be well, God bless, take care, and we'll see you on the next show. And uh, good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night.